out worth every year of my life. Well, welcome back, uh, ladies and gents. Uh, this one's tailored for all the heavy drinkers and heavy hitters out there, and it's Beta Brain. Beta Brain is the premier dietary supplement that offers the ultimate way to start your day and get in the zone. Speaking from experience, I know it's always uh, going to take at least another 10 to 15 each morning to find the keys without having first had my intravenous injection of Beta Brain. Although financially backed by myself, she's also backed by some of the leading online academic institutions with stacks of research into the uh, effects of blue bottle venom. Head to betabrain.com today and order your first slab for the equivalent of 365 coffees plus postage. Now, well, I said the next one. Thanks, Jim. We just did betabrain. Oh, sorry, Jim. <laughs> Well, for the listeners who might fall into the growing percentage of those allergic to blue bottle venom, we got a new offer from Floortile. Never lose your keys again with Floortile's range of satellite trackers. Simply attach Floortile's to your keys or your missus phone if you're regularly misplacing them, and you'll be able to use the app to track them down with ease, even if your valuables are supposedly interstate on business. See if you can find Floor Tile's website today, and they'll even throw in their new Slim Tile, which can be easily concealed between cards, in a uh, purse, or on the undercarriage of a supposed work laptop. The Rogan Josh Experience. Well, I hope all that talk about uh, blue bottles has got you excited, ladies and gents. Because today's guest is a uh, real stinger to the ears, uh, Sir David Frederick Scuttenborough. He's uh, best known for his tapes on telly about uh, nature, you know, the oceans, uh, the rivers, the mountains, the peaks, the lows, the savannas, the, the country, the bush, the flora, the fauna. So uh, welcome, uh, David, uh, Sir David, on a derby all month. Well, it's an absolute pleasure to be on your show. I'm always listening when I'm out on the savannah in the oceans, staring in the face of a great white, or hunting stag on my estate. Oh, well, uh, Dave, I seriously doubt that, mate. I reckon you'd be flat out operating the phone, let alone uh, finding an operating Spotify. Uh, Spotify Premium is uh, now available for $6.99 a month. Uh, yeah, but Dave, uh, I appreciate the shout-out. Always good to hear from someone influential. Uh, but uh, speaking of shout-out, mate, you just might want to watch yourself for the next 10 minutes or so because, uh, well, that articulation might get uh, you and your blood pressure into a bit of trouble. Well, I can't foresee any issues today, having recently returned from the Cape of No Hope, where I was filming a documentary series for BBC Three on the effects of social media on lions. Unfortunately, became lodged between two lions in the heat of battle, sexual that is, while being trapped in an Aslan suit from Narnia. Facing the full brunt of drought, I was fortunate to limp away from the beasts and their bestiality after seven full hours, so I can't foresee blood pressure being the issue today. Well, that certainly sounds like a hair-raising experience, uh, Sir David. But, uh, gee, do I look forward to seeing that series before it's, uh, sadly snapped up like a crocs dinner by Netflix. 
But uh, anyway, uh, Sir David, enough about me and my uh, pretty public battle with uh, Netflix uh, against their unwillingness to stream my content online. There's certainly no issues with parental advisory. Um, but uh, Sir David, if you could just uh, run me and the listeners, actually listeners, you could probably head to um, www.freeroganjosh.com um, to sign the petition to get me onto Netflix. But uh, uh, was oh, so David, if you could just tell us a little bit about yourself, you know what got you into looking at animals in a different kind of light, and then uh, looking at plants in a uh, different kind of light. <laughs> I guess you could call it a photosynthesis light. <laughs> yeah. Well, if the storm of time that we're all lost in could wind back, like my Rolex pocket watch can, it would reveal a young man in his suburban courtyard closely examining the monarch butterflies as they forage for nectar and sex in and around my Callistamin Viminalis. Oh jeez, well mate, I might start calling you Sir Da Vinci. Uh, that was pretty special, I felt like I was there and I guess the reason I can say that is uh, I kind of had a similar experience growing up as a kid. Uh, I had one of them moth catcher thingies, you know, them plastic thingies. Yeah, ended up chucking it, it was a piece of shit. But uh, yeah, he used to go out in the backyard, uh, not suburban, we were on acreage, and, um, you know, oh, I think one day I found a monarch butterfly, actually, um, put him in the thingy, took him over to the bird bath, let him have a little bit of a swim, it was a hot day, went back inside, you know, watched a bit of telly, come back out, and, uh, well, unfortunately, I was uh, too young and didn't know how to perform CPR correctly, and uh, that monarch uh, sadly passed away, but... I think I might have even chucked him into a bush. Um, probably wasn't a Callistamin, but uh, yeah, it's just funny how, you know, you see those synchronicities in life, like your story and mine, just beautiful, and now we're sitting here on all Well, sadly, ever since we arrived on this planet as a species, we've cut them down, dug them up, burnt them, and poisoned them. Today, unfortunately, we're doing so on a greater scale than ever. Well, mate, uh, you can't include me in uh, the dig-up crew because, you know, I wasn't really into witchy grubs and, you know, caterpillars. Those things really creeped me out a bit. But uh, poison, well, you can call my mum in there because she used to love her roundup, you know, dealing with weeds around the, the plants and stuff. So maybe that's why they didn't come back. I, I certainly don't blame myself. Well, I can say that since I started filming in the early 1920s, on average, wild monarch populations have more than halved. I look at these images now and I realise that, although as a young man I felt I was out there in the wild at my local butterfly sanctuary, experiencing the untouched natural world, it was in fact an illusion. Shamefully, today three quarters of the remaining one half of the remaining monarch population is domesticated. Oh, jeez, that's, uh, that's horrible, Dave. Uh, mate, uh, is there anything me and the listeners can do to, you know, offer a sort of stimulus package for the, the butterflies out there? Well, the strongest advice that I can offer is not to use pesticides in your own garden and also to avoid genetically engineered foods. Yeah, no worries, mate. Uh, read the pesticides. I'm trying to avoid the harmful chemicals always have. But uh, what you're saying about genetically modified fruits and veggies, surely couldn't we just genetically modify the uh, monarch butterflies so they can handle the genetically modified fruits and veggies? 
and uh, that wouldn't be an issue. Well, until we know the habits of the humble monarch, we will not be able to sufficiently protect them. That's why I took it upon myself recently to tag several in my backyard with small GPS monitoring devices. Steady on there, uh, Dave. I might be able to help you out on this mission. Oh, I've got a couple of uh, tester products from floor tile laying around the house. I think a couple of ones fell off uh, me wife's shoes. So, um, you know, I might be able to strap them onto the wings of the butterflies and, you know, I'll be able to ship you that data as well, which could probably aid in rescuing this beautiful species. Well, as I said once, the only way to save a rhinoceros is to save the environment in which it lives. And I suppose that can be transferred to the life of the monarch. In a quote, I guess I could word it. The only way to save the monarch is to save the environment in which it lives. Well, Davo, my uh, grandkids might not ever be able to see a uh, monarch in all its beauty outside a uh, bloody picture book or a, you know, a museum, but uh, it's some relief to me to know that uh, your quote uh, just then uh, might be alongside it, mate. Well, Rogan, the monarchs were flying their first sorties from continent to continent long before we were. They reached the coldest place on Earth, Antarctica, in 1905, long before we did in 1911. They can survive in the hottest of deserts in the UK, and some can remain on wing for years at a time, if caught in cumulonimbus clouds. Now we have taken over the Earth and the sky, setting new speed records. But with skill and care and knowledge, we can ensure that there is still a place on Earth for monarchs in all their majesty. But only if we want to, and surely we should. <laughs> Dave, that was uh, brilliant, mate. Uh, no palm cards needed there, ladies and gentlemen. That, that was all off the cuff, and uh, well, I think we'll end on that note, because uh, that was beautiful, uh, Sir David. Uh, pleasure to have you on, mate, and uh, all the best for your upcoming documentaries. Look forward to uh, seeing your, you know, 100th anniversary uh, special where, you know, you're, I think you're going into a volcano to suss out some micro, microbacterial life. But, uh, yeah, cheers, Dave. A pleasure, my son.